everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. I'm your host, Steve Mullen. In this series, we examine the issues surrounding one of the biggest problems facing businesses and governments today, cybersecurity. And in this episode, we're looking into the future. Tom Patterson, the chief trust officer for Unisys, has written an article called Waves of Change, which looks at the technologies that are just over the horizon and, unfortunately, how they can be used to make our lives less secure. We welcome Tom to the show right now to talk about them. Tom, thanks once again for joining us on Security in a Zero Trust World. Hey, Steve. Great to be back on the podcast. So, Tom, in your latest article, you did a little look into the future at some of the technologies that are coming down the road. What kind of future are we looking at due to these technologies? Well, Steve, you know, as, as you know, and the listeners might remember, I spent the last two and a half years working with the White House and Homeland Security and other groups uh, through a group called NSTAC uh, to really look at the next 10 years. What, what's our event horizon look like by 2028? And while there's good and bad, the compelling reason we went ahead and, and launched a national cyber moonshot for the whole of nation was because we did ask our briefers to consider a world where your identity can be perfectly impersonated. And that's coming. And where anybody can read or steal or modify any of your information, that's coming. We know that our adversaries will have that capability soon. Where your car could drive you home or off a cliff, depending on who takes control. Where your power can be turned off in a blizzard or a heat wave. Your doctor can prescribe just the right medicine, but by the time you get to get it filled at the pharmacy, somebody's made a change. Or government services never get to you. In fact, your entire reality can be not just augmented, but altered. These are the kind of things that are going to be possible over the next 10 years with the coming changes in technology. And that's really what I wanted to talk about a little bit today is what are some of those technologies and what are the good and what are the bad and, and, and how we can... Uh, get ahead of that problem, and make sure that we end up with the future we all want to live in. Well, you mentioned three new technologies specifically, and each one provides benefits, but also some of the risks you're talking about there. Let's take them one by one, starting with one that people have probably heard of recently, and that's 5G. It's a significantly faster cellular data service. How is this going to change our lives, and what do we have to watch out for? Well, 5G is something that's on... uh, TV advertisements now, and, and it's a compelling reason to buy a new phone soon. You're already seeing it, depending on who your provider is, you'll see the number five and the letter G pop up. 5G is is much more than that. It's more than faster downloads and be able to, to watch a movie in faster time. 5G, as we said in, in the briefing, is, is a lot more than 4G plus one. Uh, 5G is transformationally different. It is going to be so pervasive throughout America and the rest of the world, that it's going to change the way we communicate. Right now, we go through a lot of very old equipment, decades-old equipment, some of it buried under the ground in your cities or put on the top of telephone poles throughout your town. 5G is very, very different. There's no sort of central control with 5G. If your phone and my phone are nearby each other, they'll create their own network or you know, and more realistically, if your car and my car are next to each other on the freeway, they'll create their own network. So 5G is just a completely different, greatly enhanced way that the world will be communicating, and it's coming very, very soon. 
So while people will buy it in their phones and, and get it in their routers, the real reality is that it changes things so dramatically that we need to completely reinvent the way we look at security. We don't have a, a, a what we used to call a bastion host uh, that needs to be protected. Now we just have everybody as an endpoint. Everything can connect to anything. And all those Internet of Things devices, those cameras and sensors and things that you know, you've been hearing about, they're all going to be connected on this 5G network. So now you're going to be surrounded wherever you go by dozens or hundreds or sometimes thousands of sensors that are looking at you and listening to you, reporting on you, and you're not going to have any relationship with them. So 5G is going to change the way uh, security is done. It's going to change the way our adversaries uh, try to attack us, and it needs to be something where security needs to be completely overhauled and really done from the ground up to take advantage of the benefits that come with 5G, and there are lots of them. So all we're saying here with 5G is as we get to the implementation phase, make sure we implement it with privacy and security and trust in mind. And the next technology you mentioned in your article, which, by the way, was called Waves of Change, was AI or artificial intelligence. Now, this one has probably the most potential to change our lives, but a lot of science fiction stories have told us there are risks. And I'm thinking, of course, of the Terminator movies. Are they correct? Well, yeah. So we actually uh, we defined AI generally as augmented intelligence. So uh, it's artificial intelligence with a, a human still in the loop, which makes it a little bit safer. But we're already starting to see the benefits of AI. We're already starting to see artificial intelligence or augmented intelligence uh, interact with our lives. You see it mostly now in commerce. If you're on the phone to your mom and you say, hey, I'm thinking about uh, taking a trip to Germany, and the next time you go online and, and do a, a search for something completely different, up comes an ad for a hotel in Germany. This is artificial intelligence being used for commerce, where we are the product and uh, we get sold uh, to advertisers all over the world. But artificial intelligence is going to start to be used in many, many more parts of our lives, and, and including security. So when you have cameras that are mounted everywhere, uh, the camera is fine. It's, it's a lens and, and, a, and a chip. But really what's changing the world there is the artificial intelligence behind that camera. It can determine who you are and make guesses about what you'll do next and, and what you want to see. So artificial intelligence really is changing that, that reality that we see, whether it's what news we see in, in our news readers or in social media, or, you know, in, in the coming days, you know, in the coming years, you're going to start to see all of your reality augmented. And sometimes it'll be for good, but it's also possible that adversaries can use this capability and trick you into doing something or believing something you wouldn't otherwise do. And that's something that's a risk that we need to uh, to be aware of going forward. And again, just with the 5G, we're talking about not getting rid of it, but really leveraging it more fully. Let's use AI for good. Let's use AI to help defend us as we get into this next generation of you know the future that we're seeing over the next few years. Now, the third and final new technology you mentioned in your article is quantum. This is probably the hardest to understand. Can you explain it and let us know about the security risks? Yeah, so, so computers today are all built on the same common philosophy of lots of little tiny switches, if you will. They're either on or off. And if you have eight of them you know, together and, and you switch some on and some off, you get a character, and that's how all computers work 
uh, most you know computers that we would people would interact with work today. The concept of a quantum computer is different. Using quantum physics, uh, those switches can either be on or off or on and off together. And when you have this sort of uh, capability that's possible at the quantum level, instead of using bits, which we have in our computers today, you use qubits. And qubits can, if you if you try and store data or process data with a qubit, you can do a lot more with a lot less. And so they're just now beginning to have general purpose quantum computers that leverage this capability. Very small capability, very few amounts of qubits can be used, but in general, they're evolving very quickly. And the problem, the risk that we saw here was with these general purpose quantum computers that are coming, and we'll have them and our adversaries will have them. They can be trained or programmed, if you will, to decrypt all of our currently encrypted information in almost real time. So when you know that our adversaries will soon have the power to decrypt everything that we do, whether it's your the money flowing through our banks or the uh, the secrets you have in your, your cell phone, everything in between is going to be able to be decrypted by anyone that has access to a quantum general purpose computer. So since we know that's coming, and it's not here yet, so you don't have to worry today, but we want to make sure that by the time it's in our adversary's hands, we have quantum resistant encryption that we all can use. So we want to make sure that we develop ways that even if someone has a quantum general purpose computer that could decrypt everything, you know, today's encryption that won't work on tomorrow's encryption. That's what we call QRE or quantum resistant encryption. It's a new field. There's a lot of research and development going on about it now. Most of the big players that cloud providers and ISPs and others that you really trust banks that you trust your data to are already working on their own versions of quantum resistant encryption. And the goal there is to have it out and available and distributed throughout the world before the bad guys have the ability to, uh, to decrypt everything. So that is another little space race that's underway. We talk about quantum. There's the, the physics of it all. Then there's the quantum general purpose computers, which companies and countries around the world are racing to build. And then in, from the security perspective, we're really focused on quantum-resistant encryption that envisions that world, that sees that world coming, and makes sure that our bank banking and, and our secrets can still remain safe, uh, safe and secure. So now that everyone is excited about the new technologies and also sufficiently terrified about how they can be used against us, how can companies and governments possibly stay ahead in the race against cyber criminals? Well, that's why the such a great time to be alive, Steve. Uh, This is really a time where all these new technologies are coming. They are going to change our lives dramatically. And we now have the choice. Is that dramatic change going to be for good or for bad? If we ignore security and privacy today, I think we are going to have a lot more problems with this technology surrounding us in our lives. But if we grab that technology now, if we, we get involved in those changes that are coming, we can really harness all this great new technology for good. So we can have programs around AI for good. We can have programs around quantum-resistant encryption that get really driven out before there's a problem instead of waiting until after. And with 5G, there's so many benefits coming to the world when 5G gets implemented. It's easy enough to work with all the people that are implementing 5G in your town, in your neighborhood, or on your roads, or in your car, or in your pocket. All those different groups can be working together 
to improve your security and privacy as opposed to degrading it. So we are at this great time, and it's not just the U.S. It's an entire civilized world issue that really requires this whole of world solution. You know, we need to get back to the position of trust with our critical technologies like 5G, like quantum, and like artificial intelligence. Because they're fast becoming part of our great overall global infrastructure. And if we do it the right way, if we do it well, this is not only going to improve our privacy and security, but it's going to become an economic engine for the companies that adopt it, for the towns and states and, and nations that adopt it. Uh, the ones that can figure out how to use this new technology for good and can really unlock all the benefits at the same time, improving the security and privacy for the users, those are going to be the real winners in the future. That's something that, that Unisys works on with our critical infrastructure clients on a regular basis, and it's something that, that we're working on with the White House and this whole of nation effort called the National Cyber Moonshot. It's something that I advocated in Davos in, in early 2019 that the entire civilized world get behind. Uh, this is something that we all share. It's a critical time in our development, and it's a great opportunity to leverage these new technologies and really improve our overall way of life. Now, this is kind of a loaded question, but one of the things we always come back to on this podcast is trust. Is it possible to trust that our governments and corporations are smarter than the people that are trying to basically destroy them? <laughs> I don't think anybody's saying any any group is smarter than the other. I think what we're saying is the whole of nation has to work together in order to solve this. This is not a government will will save you problem. This is not a Silicon Valley will save you problem. Uh, this is not just your academic institutions will save you or the users themselves. Everyone really needs to be in this together. When we say whole of nation, we mean whole of nation. That means the users need to change their behaviors and do less risky things and get better educated. And academia needs to really push the research in the, in the right directions. And the companies need to make changes. The government needs to make changes. But if everybody works together, and, and the goals are great here, uh, we really can get back to a position of trust. And that's really, as you point out, it's what it's all about. And uh, the opportunity is there to... Uh, work together to make sure it's the reality that we all have for our future. All right, we'll end there. Tom Patterson, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. All righty. Tom has made himself available for several episodes of this program, and we really want to thank him for that. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and elsewhere so you don't miss a single episode of this show. Also, please leave us a review on those platforms so we can hear your feedback. Thanks for listening to Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. I'm Steve Mullen.